The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, their respective managements or employees. Live from Broovies, it's Geek Show Podcast. Hey, thanks everybody for coming out. We appreciate it. We're just we're gonna get right to it because we got a long movie to get to uh, on the show today. A couple of my favorite things: Disneyland and drinking. Uh, it's all here <laughs> on this episode of Geek Show Podcast. Oh, you're you're killing me there. Geek Show, Geek Show, Geek Showpodcast.com. Mm, thank you. We are live at Broovies for the Geek Show Saturday matinee. Yay! Batman 89 today, and I've got some interesting facts about Batman 89 toward the end of the show. This is one of two movies that I've seen more than three times on opening day. On, on opening, opening day? day? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's, this and Batman Returns I saw four times on opening day. That's wow. commitment. Uh, well, yeah, I was committed. It wasn't an instruction. Uh, Quad T, Too Tall Toady is here Hi Uh, Lee George Cade is here Rebecca Frost And our special guests Uh, Well, we had on last episode Chris Provost from Provost Park Pass Uh, He is our Disneyland expert And now our our adult beverage expert Our good friend Jimmy Santangelo From the Wine Academy of Utah Go to wineacademyofutah.com and, uh, and learn from Jimmy about what it is you're putting into your tummy that makes you feel so good. Oh, but he pairs it with really amazing food. So when you're done, you're just like, oh, my tummy's happy ah. and my brain doesn't hurt. I know tomorrow in the Tribune, Salt Lake Tribune, you've got, mm. a, you've got an article about how to order wine like a pro. Yeah, off a restaurant wine list. Yeah, a couple oh. of pro tips and uh, wow. uh, go to uh, uh, ways to just enjoy yourself at dinner. What, is, right. what is one wine tip? Uh, you know, order a bottle of sparkling wine when you get there rather than everyone ordering cocktails. Just kind of order a bottle of wine and uh, sparkling. It really marks the occasion and it goes great with all apps. Listen wow. to this guy. See? He knows. <laughs> so sophisticated. He knows his stuff. All right, so uh, let's begin. We're going to do some news here real quick and then we're going to talk uh, cantina drinks from. Is it Uga's Cantina? Ogas. Ogas. Ogas Cantina. Ogas. See, I haven't been yet, so I don't know. I've not met. He or she? Olga's a lady. It's a lady. It's a lady? Women can own restaurants too, Karen. (laughs) What? We we know this. International Women's Month. That's B. Arthur, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, But uh, speaking of uh, Disneyland and celebrities, uh, mm, this is... uh, Rebel Wilson has been banned from Disneyland. <laughs> womp womp. Now I got 30 days. 30 oh, days. Oh, it's only 30 days. It's only 30 days. Okay. Chris, Chris you got to weigh in on this. Because and they let yeah. her choose when. Yeah, they let her choose when. <laughs> a day this month, a day next month. Oh, she had to do so, 30 consecutive, oh. but they did ask her, like, when are you filming? That would be your time that you would be banned so she couldn't come in. So, so, it wasn't, she, so she was like, oh, June, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't right away. It's like she can wait. Uh-huh. Because so, she's apparently there like every day yeah, or something. Huge, huge Disney fans. So my know? question is, does she have to go back? to the rebel base <laughs> oh man he beat you to that one how did i miss that <laughs> that was pretty nuts 
my gosh, oh. what a callback. See, see uh, you, you, you'd know that reference if, if you, were, you were here. If you were here. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, this is, but I guess she took a picture in a bathroom at club 33 is that what it says there is yeah so well they didn't say where it was but it's speculated it's club 33 there is a huge policy of no photos in the bathrooms all the bathrooms yeah well particularly club 33 but yeah and you want to know how that get put in place how perverts somebody (laughs) lebron lebron james was in there and somebody took a picture of him in the bathroom oh Oh, and so after that they banned it so you're not even supposed to like no photos at all in the bathrooms ever can't show it whatever and she did she took a photo and she posted on social media and they banned her from disney for 30 days Hmm. but she got to pick but she got to pick her time that's the part that i like so much (laughs) Uh, i'll take the 30 days i'll be out of the country thank you uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Thrillist has reported that uh, Le, Le Salon Nouveau Lounge, which is which can be accessed by non-members yes. of Club Thirty Three, serve dishes like uh, California caviar appetizer for twenty-eight dollars. The signature hamburger entree, signature paired with a glass of champagne, for seventy-five dollars. Mm. <laughs> Members can also access Le Grand Salon and enjoy a five-course a pre-fee. Menu, which includes scallop duck breast and a saddle of lamb for about a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you got to, you actually got to reverse that. It's the salon you can go into without a member. So if you, if you, somebody from Club 33 invites you, you can go there. But to go to the, uh, the Nouveau, what do you call the, whatever salon. it is? That, that's right. That, that yeah. Nouveau salon, you have to be, you have to be with a Club 33 member to go to that particular part. Ah. And there's a big bar in there. Yes. And when they order certain drinks and they put them on the counter, the bar will light up in like blues wow. and yellows. It goes along those ceilings. So people order different drinks so you can see it. It's, it's like, whoop. This looks really cool. How do they do that? Disney Magic. Disney oh. Magic. Disney Magic. Chris, Chris, follow-up question. Uh, yeah. You are a Club 33 member? No, I no? wish I was. They didn't just give you one? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. They should. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they should. Uh, sure. I've I've gotten in twice because my brother-in-law he's in finance, so oh, yeah, you know, this guy. some yeah. sort of thing. But I didn't get the light up bar thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was seeing things because well, <laughs> mm. they they the coolest thing they have there though is there's a jazz painting. And it has four musicians, like one's holding a clarinet and one's got a trumpet and like a, a upright bass. And as the song comes on, that they have like that the painting they will disappear they the, those guys will disappear and then on the bar you'll see their silhouettes you'll see like a trumpet playing and the trumpet will be playing and then as the song ends you can see the spirit go back into the painting and it reappears what? back in the painting how do they do that Disney magic, Disney magic. <laughs> so for, for people wondering why Carrie was saying things he did drink the water on the parrots I the did. Caribbean ride I did so. <laughs> I can that, see through time that Simpsons episode is based on <laughs> yeah. true uh, yeah. true events yeah, true, literally true. the line look out for that poorly rendered drawing of Queen Victoria <laughs> Carrie is the lizard queen. I, I was for a solid 12 hours. Um, yeah. I'd love to be the li- lizard queen again someday. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, Disney uh, having some problems. They're running into the problems that just about everybody that uh, is doing streaming. Yeah, woke culture. Is running into. Uh, no, it's not even that. What do you mean by that? It's, it's, it's has to do with we're not making as much money as we thought we were. Oh, oh no! Yeah. And so we have to back off, and maybe we'll sell Hulu. We're talking about selling Hulu. But I like Hulu. Well, you can keep your Hulu. It's just we're going to have someone else run it for us or something. Uh. But they're backing off on specifically Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Which you know Lee is thrilled about. Um, 
I am. Star Wars belongs on TV. It, it, well, that's what they're saying, is that we're not, you know, the Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron project, which I was really looking forward to. Even not after Wonder Woman. Yeah, not going to happen. They even said to Kevin Feige, your movie isn't, uh, yeah. isn't going to happen. Wow. The only one that they're looking at right now is Taika Watiti's, which uh, I don't know anything about it. But Could they not? After seeing Love and Thunder, I... Maybe give him a break. Let him rest. I, I just him give rest. him a, just give give him him a him writing him. partner and an yeah. editor. Someone yes. to rein yeah. him in, and it'll be great. Because he's, he's amazing. Like, everything he does is good, except mm-hmm. for you know, Love and Thunder had its good parts. Yeah. But he, he, needs, he needs someone to say... Maybe no. Maybe no. Maybe no. <laughs> oh, honey, no. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting because, I don't know if you know this, Bob Iger just yesterday had a conference call. And in that call, he called out Marvel, too. He did, yeah. And he's like, he's like, I think we need to have new characters. No more. We don't need to keep doing like threes and fours of a movie. He's I, like, introduce yeah. new characters. Nice. I think he looked at uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Quantumania and and also Love and Thunder and went well maybe we well, well look at else. look at what James Gunn is doing with DC all kinds of new weird characters that haven't been on the yeah. well, screen yet Marvel's sitting on a franchise that they're just not touching because we know we're all waiting for X Men and yep. they're yes. just sitting there going well we're gonna wait we're gonna wait until you're all bored <laughs> <laughs> with Eternals three and the, oh. and then <laughs> no hey. I, it sounds like they no, killed it but we can't we can't say that Ant Man is the problem because none of the Ant Man movies made money they uh, they all they're like the least performing movies in the Marvel and franchise. they're all good they're all fantastic I love them I, the first one is one of my favorites Have you anyway seen the third one yet not yet <laughs> it's playing over here no. did you know there's that movie actually, gave me COVID there's, there's a scientific test I don't know if you guys know this you if you take a if to tell if it's a female ant or a male ant if oh. you take the ant and you throw it on water if it sinks it's a girl ant but if it floats it's a boy ant. I wish I had my soundboard. Gosh dang it. I need that. But I'm... I don't know. Mixed reactions here. Mixed reactions. By the way, this is how you get 100 billion subscribers on YouTube. That's how you do it. Puns. We'll, uh, we'll, probably, we'll probably know more because the Star Wars celebration is coming up uh, in April, and that's when they'll mm. make announcements as far as Star Wars goes. But so it's like it's going to be really sad. It's going to be like, here's a show we're not doing anymore. <laughs> oh, by the way. The redemption of Ray Skywalker. Sorry, we can't do it. A bunch but of... don't worry. Eight more seasons yeah. of The Mandalorian. Hey, this last Mandalorian was amazing. It really was. I laughed. I cried. I cheered. Uh, let's see. I haven't seen any of it. And then the title credits ended. And the show started. <laughs> hey, no. Bazinga. No, it was good. I liked it. There was a thing. And then there was another thing. And then this guy was like, Arr! And then this other guy was like, pew, pew, pew. It was amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. everything I want in Star Wars. Now, they've started shooting, uh, as far as Disney goes, and Marvel, uh, Daredevil Born Again. They've started shooting. Uh, they start next week, it looks like. And they have announced that, uh, yes, your Charlie Cox, your Vincent D'Onofrio is back. They also announced earlier this week that uh, uh, the guy who played the Punisher, he'll be back. Uh, uh, that John, guy's name is John Burns. John Burnthal. <laughs> Were you afraid to pronounce it? <laughs> I was waiting to upset Tony because he's a... I really oh. like John Burnthal. He's a Burnthal stan. Is what he Did you, watch, you watched The Bear, Tony. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. And then they announced the uh, director for the first episode who... It's important because they set the tone of the series, and this is an 
episode it's, thing that they're it's doing. It's Taiko Waititi, and it's a comedy. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. Uh, Michael Cuesta is his name. He uh, is responsible for shows like Homeland and Dexter and uh, Chicago PD mm. and uh, a whole bunch of different stuff. Interesting. Uh, so, uh, Dope Sick, Billions. He's worked on a lot oh, of things. Dope Sick was good. Yeah, so it's 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 not going to be a comedy. I, I so another stressful thing. daredevil? Another yeah. stressful daredevil. Yeah, it's, it's, I like any, anyway, uh, but they have announced that the, there will be returning characters, but maybe, maybe not played by who we thought. Like uh, uh, Vanessa, Kingpin's wife, Vanessa. whom I thought was just wonderful. Yeah, they're recasting her. Yeah, uh, yeah. Aren't they also recasting Karen and Foggy? They're not sure whether Karen and Foggy are going to be in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is the thing is that it's called Born Again. It's clearly not going to follow the Born Again storyline. Yeah. Uh, it's clearly. Born Again in the sense that the show is back. And I think that's, <laughs> well, I think that's as far as the thought went. I really do. And that was the, the Frank Miller run, right? That was Born Frank Again, Miller. Yeah, really Born Again is one of my favorite. It, well, it is my favorite Daredevil story. There's some cool storylines in Daredevil that you could do without Karen. Oh, clearly. Sure. Do, yeah. What was the, the San Francisco period? She, she's fun. a pretty tragic character. Just in Well, general. especially in Born Again. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so. get those women bummers out of there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, uh, now to DC. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The show Batman Caped Crusader. Oh, I was excited to see this news. Uh, we It is, you know, because they, Warner Brothers, with their problems, they've been kicking everything <laughs> to the curb. Boo. <laughs> they've decided, uh, Amazon said, oh, we'll take that show. Yay. Because we like the Batman, the animated series, and uh, it's the same people. So. Yeah, this guy's like J.J. The... Abrams, Bruce Timm. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, this is the one I really wanted. Yeah, this was the one that looked really good. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be over there. Yeah, Ed Brubaker's involved, yeah. and he's he'll oh, write him. he'll crime your he'll write your crime all right. He'll, he'll, get, he'll, he'll crime get crime you up. all up in your stuff. He'll, he will crime you up. He'll crime he'll you crime up. Crime you up real good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's so that's some good news that we're going to finally get to be able to see that. And other good news is James Gunn has uh, you know he he's on social media, <laughs> and he'll yeah, a lot, and he'll bite back. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. He will bite back. Uh, not in a fun way. No. Not in a playful manner. Uh, he is coming to the defense of uh, the villain, the high evolutionary, played by uh, Chikwudi Iwuji. Uh, he, uh, you know, there's somebody, uh, he, he, put, he posted a picture of, of the character on, in makeup and everything. Mm -hmm. And he said, I can't wait for you all to meet this guy, right? Uh, an Instagram user left a lengthy comment on his photo. Damn it, another white guy they made into a black guy. Duh. Why couldn't they just leave him white or, I don't know, pick a different minority? How about Asian or gasp a Latino? Uh, yeah. We could you get bigger problems? <laughs> no kidding. Says next time a major character, hero slash villain, will be trans or homosexual or non-binary when in comics they're not. Sad and pathetic. They're, they're picking based on race and what's PC. Gun fired back. I chose the best actor, period and the best person for the role. I don't give a shit what ethnicity he is, so stop with your racist presumptions on why he was chosen. And by the way, he's playing a guy who is almost always purple in color. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I don't think he's even white in the comics. Uh, so I just love that. Uh, so I'm tired of people casting non-blue people to play Cree. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Couldn't you get a blue person? Yeah. Uh, let's see, oh, this is, uh... oh, hang on, here we go. Yeah, uh, just real quick, I wanna raise a glass. I'm sorry, to Bert I. Gordon, 
who made a lot of really bad movies that are very, very important to us Mystery Science Theater fans. Oh. Uh, if you're a Mystery Science Theater fan, you are familiar with Bert I. Gordon because they've done just about all of his films on Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> what a legacy. Uh, indeed. <laughs> the, uh, he's the Uvi Bowl of he his is. generation. <laughs> uh, so uh, the Cyclops, the Amazing Colossal Man. Oh, that's a good one. Beginning of the End, oh, Earth versus the Spider, oh, really Attack good. of the Puppet People, oh. Tormented, The Boy and the Pirates. I didn't see that one. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, no. and my favorite title, Picture Mommy Dead. I don't, I didn't see that one. <laughs> the Boy and the Pirates, that's just Peter Pan, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe. He also, he also did Off a movie. Broadway. Yeah. He, <laughs> exactly. He also did a movie, which I never saw, but I saw the commercials when I was a kid. And the commercials scared the hell out of me. The food of the gods. Yeah. Uh, you remember that? Yeah. What is the food of the gods? Ambrosia. Us. Oh, yeah. oh it's people. Yeah. yeah. It's giant rats are eating people. You know, you know what commercials the scared the hell out of me, but he yeah. didn't do it? Was, do you remember It's Alive? <laughs> I have the, the people in the bassinet and the hand come up and I'd scream because I was seven. Um, <laughs> and you still slept wait. in a bassinet. Yeah. We, okay, we've got to go back to Picture Mommy Dead. Yeah, is, is that like a spoiler? I don't I mean, know. Like, is that a spoiler? <laughs> No, because it, it's asking you to envision. Just, is it just a really is it t- angsty teenager just like, oh, I wish my mom was dead? <laughs> his, his films were often family affairs. His late wife, Flora, assisted him on the special effects, and their, and their daughter, Susan, acted in four of them. Um, let's see. Nepo, oh, Nepo baby. Nepo baby. Nepo baby. <laughs> Picture mommy dead. Here we go. Donna Michi, Martha Heyer, Zsa Zsa Gabor. Oh, uh, the good Gabor. Manipulated minds in Picture Mommy Dead. Uh, Hedy Lamar had dropped out after a, shop, a shoplifting arrest. Wow. <laughs> what a tale. Sorry, we lost Hedy Lamar. <laughs> we did. She stole a Kit Kat. Uh, Peter Graves battled giant grasshoppers in the beginning of the end. Yeah. Uh, now, he, he did get Orson Welles in, in one of his movies. It wasn't hard to do in the 60s. Exactly. You're like, Orson Welles, do you have a mortgage payment and, coming and he up? Was, and he was warned about Welles' habit of thumbing his nose at directors and insistence on working only from 10 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Oh, he's like me that way. Where does that boundaries? Yeah. Good do for you, him. Do you have need of a magician? Gordon, all Gordon had to do was provide Orson Welles with a personal chef, a dressing room on a patio, and a refrigerator filled with Chicago ribs. Easy. That's a short writer. This is funny because that's my writer too, and no one does it. All of this was fodder for the hosts of Mystery Sides Theater, which brought, which brought Gordon a new audience, people like me. And uh, he said, I watched it one time, and I didn't like them making fun of his work. Uh, oh, this was, his, uh, this was members of his family. Mm. <laughs> Big, B-I-G was his initials, Bert I. Gordon. All right. Did so, you mention he was 100? He was 100 years old. Yeah. 100. And, he, and it's because he fell down. He oh, probably would yeah. have lived longer. But did, you know, did you know falling Mitch. down? Mitch! Come on! <laughs> they were so no, close. Falls, falls kill more elderly people than just about anything else. I know. Because you just, you just can't get back up. There's some interesting trivia that I just found out about Picture Mommy Dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. They right. had 90 actresses audition for the role of Susan. And then he ended up just casting his daughter. His daughter. Because <laughs> she works for below rate. That's amazing. Uh, finally, this. I know, uh, especially Mike loves Lego sets. And uh, we're getting five new Jurassic Park sets coming out, oh. including this one you'll need, the Triceratops Research Set. It is the first Lego set to include a mountain of poop. Yes. <laughs> They've how, taken this long to get many, that scene made in Lego? How many pieces? Um, 
One. Uh, <laughs> two. two. Just poop. Tony, that's not healthy. No, you. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> Says you. It came out just fine. No, you. you what? They call me one and done, Tony. <laughs> one and done, Tony. <laughs> it's a 281 piece set. That's it includes, just the poop. It includes the Triceratops figure, the mound of feces, a disgusted E.M. Malcolm minifigure. Yep. Uh, an Ellie Slater figure. Does and she come with a little arm you can stick in it? I think so. Oh, oh because she had the thing. That's yeah, right. it better yeah. be a super long glove. And uh, you also get the uh, Jurassic Park Ford Explorer Tour vehicle in mm. that set as well. But yes, you do have to assemble the poop. Mm. All right. Mm. There's so many <laughs> as, as per usual. There's so many like, different <laughs> poop jokes in that. But I, I'm going to be honest, poop jokes aren't like my favorite. But they're like, they're like a solid number two. Hey. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's the pun I was looking for. There was, there was an Avengers Lego set that came out like 10 years ago. It had MODOK in it and a lab. And I thought to myself, I should buy that or I should pay my, my gas bill. So I paid my gas bill and I've been regretting it ever since. <laughs> Man. Because that MODOK All is right. amazing. Let's get to our guests here. because uh, And this is, this is a, a harmonic convergence as far as I'm concerned. Because we've got our Disney expert in Chris and our booze expert in Jimmy. And uh, so we want to talk about Oga's Cantina. And the drinks that they have at Oga's Cantina. Now, Jimmy has not been to Oga's. No, I haven't. But uh, man, this beverage oh, menu man. looks pretty but awesome. We're gonna go someday. <laughs> yeah. we're gonna go. Someday. We're gonna do it. And uh, Chris has been to, uh, I think, both of them, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been actually several times. I had some cool trivia about this too. We'll talk about it. All right, going. cool. So, where do you want to start, Jimmy? Should we just? Uh, well, for those you know, that don't know, a, this is a recording, so you can learn how to make these drinks on your in your in your house. So, yeah, these are great. Um, so, when I first came across this menu, I was just totally inspired because you know Oga's Cantina and movies and, and things of that nature it's so epic and I'm like oh yeah what were they drinking there um, <laughs> and when this menu came out uh, for the public uh, to go to make a reservation go and have your uh, have a couple of cocktails I think you're only allowed 90 minutes to be there maximum three we had a reservation yeah and we I think it was like 90 minutes is that right uh, oh. quick hour and a half and there's nine drinks on this menu they're broken out between vodka gin tequila is heavy uh, rum uh, and then a few uh, a, a whiskey uh, cocktail base and when I look at a beverage menu as a professor I'm kind of like hey where did they get this inspiration from now mind you all these cocktail drinks uh, are a lot of fun so you have the uh, fuzzy uh, 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 Tauntaun uh, the Jedi mind trick the bloody rancor the t16 skyhopper the outer rim like all these super cool so what I approached Carrie I'm like Dude, we got to talk about, you tell me where these drinks are inspired from the name. Now, we, we wanted to make the drinks here, but it's Utah. So, so we're, <laughs> we're going to do it at a later date, and we're going to do it on our, uh, on our video, on our Patreon. So that's why you need to join our Patreon, geekshowgotthiscovered.com. And uh, we'll, we'll do a series of videos, I think, with maybe we'll have you two in the kitchen uh, doing it. That'll be fun. Yes. So like, for example, the fuzzy tauntaun, just uh, take it from the top. That's based on, uh, so the cocktail uh, ingredients here as described on the menu, um, Ciroc peach vodka, uh, a peach schnapps, and simply orange juice with tangerine. So what that is, is a fuzzy navel, right? Fuzzy navel. And mm -hmm. a fuzzy navel um, was a cocktail, is a cocktail, but it was brought out in the 80s 
um, by uh, Peach Schnapps, um, Bowles, B-O-L-S, the producer. And they were like, hey, we got to really promote this cocktail. What are we going to do? And they called it a fuzzy navel by simply adding it with orange juice. So the fuzzy part is referring to the, the peach, peach fuzzy, mm -hmm. and navel of the orange. And then the peach uh, or the fuzzy navel then over a few spring breaks in Florida, <laughs> people were like, hey, let's add some vodka to this so we can get to where we need to be sooner. <laughs> but, but I'm looking at the, they add more sugar into this, pure cane sugar. I'm on board with that. Well, Pe you would. People love sugar, the sweeter the drinks. All and, these drinks are kind of on the off dry side. And then the buzz button tingling foam so that's a now Chris, <laughs> now this, yeah so they, they put that on the rim of the glass and we mm. i was there on opening day and my friend uh she ordered this drink and when she's drinking it if you don't know it makes your lips go completely numb what and so your lips are completely numb and you're drinking this and she didn't know and this she told the server she's like I, my lips are numb and the server's like oh, you must be allergic something's wrong so everybody's like oh no oh no <laughs> But they do that to everybody. Yeah, yeah, they do that to everybody. So I don't know what it is, but they it makes your lips go completely like numb. Yeah, yeah. It, it, when you make uh, some of these, it's it's um, xanthium gum and, and these uh, tinctures that you can uh, you pressurize and and you and you foam out. So perhaps some of that uh, impacted people's lips, things of that nature. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's take a look at another one. What do you like, uh, Jimmy? Uh, if I were to go, the outer rim I find really interesting. That's part of the sour family. The outer rim um, is Patron Silver uh, uh, tequila. Um, you have uh, pomegranate liqueur, lime juice, pure cane sugar, and then this some more like a black salt and then the exotic fruit puree floating on top. This is a take on a uh, classic... Um, uh, uh, daiquiri, where, or, or a margarita rather, uh, where you've got tequila uh, mixed with citrusy and, and sweetness, um, uh, you know, shook and then strained over a glass. And I just love those style of cocktails, uh, kind of in the sour family of uh, tartness. Uh, but then you got a little bit of that pomegranate juice replacing some of that sweet. So what would the, like black salt has a little bit of a sulfuric quality to it. So what would that... Well, I think that that's uh, playing in, and you guys can uh, jump in the outer rim. I think that's where that outer rim is well, playing on the rim of the glass, the black, and then okay. you have the, the and, white, the black sea salt. And, and the, outer the, rim, the outer rim territories in Star Wars are no, sulfur. notoriously dark, dark and icky. Dark. Uh, if, so I Googled it. Buzz button flowers are a natural alkaloid that changes how you perceive flavor. Oh. So it's a, a buzz button is a flower that mm. has to like... So oh, and that's that's days. that's the in the fuzzy tonton that yeah. makes the mixture. Oh, so okay. your your bottom drink, the Yub Nub, looks like it would be served best with Imperial Stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah, the Yub Nub is a classic a tiki influenced uh, drink, yeah. as they describe it here. The Malibu pineapple rum, Sailor Jerry spice rum. So giving it an extra little oomph mm -hmm. on your Don't alcohol kick. there. <laughs> Citrus juices, passion fruit, served in a souvenir indoor mug. Now, mind you, all these cocktails are the seventeen to nineteen dollars per, except for this one, uh, because of that signature souvenir in, uh, mug. Yeah. Uh, that's a forty-five dollar. So is, like is it a stormtrooper helmet with a straw? No, on? no, it's a little. It's an Ewok, but it looks like a tiki mug. So is it is it an Ewok head? No, it's I, a, a porg. Oh, that's right. Oh, it's a pork. It's a pork. It's a pork, but it looks like a little tiki. Yeah, like, and it, and it's and it's heavy. It's like really heavy. That, oh, I'm not going to carry that around the park. But, all no, day. and it, yeah, and it, it'll break. Like if you drop it, it's going to break. So I mean, like oh, it's ceramic. It, yeah, okay. ceramic. Yeah. But there aren't porgs on Endor. 
<laughs> that you know of. You know, the problem is, like, you bring you bring a couple porgs to Endor. And they're an invasive species. Next yeah. thing you know, they're, they're oh. everywhere. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. What what else have we got here? Well, one of the whiskey ones, um, and I believe you had this one, the jet juice or the jet oh, I fuel. Yeah, I haven't had that one, but my friends had that, and they said that that's the strongest drink that they have there. Jet juice. And it's the shortest one, uh, so it's the smallest, but yet it has yeah, see, the most. I was going to say, these two like on a, the bottom, these two on the bottom, you could... It looks like you could easily make it home. The rest of them seem a little complicated. The, yeah. the jet juice, I think, originally was called Jet Fuel, mm. and then they ended was. up they changed the name to Jet Juice. It's a bourbon base. It's just juice. I don't know. So yeah, yeah it's right. a bourbon based cocktail. Almost a take on the Manhattan, uh, but instead of sweet vermouth, they're using in there. I believe uh, the um, well, it's neat because you've got this. Uh, Ancho Reyes chili liqueur. That sounds good. Uh, but then that spice is offset by the pomegranate liqueur. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, then you have a white grape juice, which will be moderately sweet. Very. So you're, you're calming down that spice and uh, just kind of a neat uh, and then inspiration. The, and then uh, probably a squeeze of lemon to, uh, to help with the, uh, the Maker's Mark bourbon, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, when, we, that is when this one's made, I need to be there just to make sure. Well, that's a fun one. Supervise? Yeah. yeah. Quality yeah. assurance. All yeah. these have some really yeah. fun glassware, too. They're all in um, you know, unique uh, stemware. But I'm going to say this, though, on that. The Jet Juice is the only one that every one of them comes out looks very flashy. Like it's cool. It's like a good presentation. The Jet Juice is it it's it is the only one that doesn't. It just comes out in like almost like just a, in a glass. Just, just in like a, glass. a little shot glass. Yeah, yeah. Literally a little shot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. That's the one I have a picture. Of. It's larger. It's probably two and a half ounces, but it's in a smaller vessel. Yeah. So uh, some of these glasses are large and uh, like a hurricane glass, where this one is uh, moderate. You'll mm -hmm. see. You'll see a lot of people at tables. They'll all order the jet fuel, and then they all at the same time go oh. one, two, three, and they'll slam ah. it. And then <laughs> you'll see. You, yeah, their, not, their faces contort. And <laughs> yeah, that's not nearly big enough. We need to make a large one. <laughs> batch it out. Batch it out. Some four fingers. Yeah, because right Tony, now... Tony, don't drop four fingers like you know what you're talking fingers. about. <laughs> I have eight fingers of Mountain Dew every day. <laughs> with, those, with those fingers, what is it, an extra large can? Yeah. Yeah, yeah your fingers. Sasquatch yeah. fingers. Sasquatch mitts. <laughs> yeah, because see, a lot of these look like they might be difficult to make, but, but the jet juice and the yub nub look like you could easily do. Um, some of these are, yeah. I mean, where, where am I going to get... Well, no, wait, the bloody rancor. That's something I think you could make at home, except for I don't have rancor bone. Mm. Yeah, that's um, hard to hard come to by these days. I can yeah. get you. I, I have Black a market. The Jedi mind trick's a fun one. That was the one that I want to challenge myself in making. It's uh, Kettle One uh, Grapefruit and Rose Vodka, which we do have here in the state. Mm -hmm. But the Velvet Falernum, which is, is um, that? that's a, a, a beautiful little beverage that has clove, uh, cinnamon, um, it's it's a vodka based. Um, you could make it at home. You'd start with a base of horchata. That'll get you to where you need to be. Mm. A little bit of pineapple, so you get that spice vodka base again. Um, I was able to source a little bit of that from a private club here in town. Uh, had we been able to, I did a quick uh, hurry up <laughs> offense to source it. But uh, the blue curacao. Um, and it, it's just really neat that these drinks have, they're using a lot of liqueurs, uh, whether it's melon liqueur, the blue carousel, D not necessarily for that flavor impact, but the coloring, the coloring, because these are very electric colored yeah, kind yeah. of drinks. Kind of fun. Chris, we, uh, <laughs> uh, we've, we've threatened to do this. Uh, you're going to take me to Disneyland one of these days and, and get me drunk, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very simple to do. <laughs> 
can would so if you're only allowed in the cantina for 90 minutes is there a challenge where you could try to order every single one of these drinks? I think there is now. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. I think, yeah, I think no, there, there's not a limit how many drinks you can order, but you, they do have you in there for 90 minutes, and then they have you, they, you, they leave. Uh, and they, they used to. Now they're trying to get more people. Like they have like those little, like those, you know, you sit down like a, what is that? Like a little, not a, like a. You know, you sit down. It's like a booth. A booth, when, a booth. We, when, when I went, that's our reservation. We thought we would get our own table, but they put us at one of those booths with like yes. four other people. They'll, put, they'll mm. split the booth in half, so you'll be there with other people. And so sometimes uh, you'll have a, a, other people at your booth with you. Or they have, if you're willing, they have a stand-up area where you can just stand up at like little, the tall boy tables mm. or the, mm. the bar. I would recommend, though, it's really fun if you're going to go to it, to, stand, to request a stand at the bar because the bartenders... They they put on a little show and like the lights will go down. They'll they'll bang on the thing to get the power to come back up on, and they have lots of fun stuff like that. So yeah, all right, I need to do this, but yeah, we, let's create our own challenge, Rebecca. Okay, we'll call we'll, it the. We'll sit down. We'll take one of everything. Yes, the Geek Show Challenge, one of everything. Here's my credit card. I don't want to look at the bill. <laughs> now, the, now the history of the Disney parks and alcohol are, are interesting because mm. uh, it was always no alcohol. That's yeah. weird for a park built by alcoholics. True. And train enthusiasts. <laughs> and train enthusiasts. Yeah. So it was no alcohol in Disneyland. The only place you could get alcohol in Disneyland originally was Club 33. Yeah. And that was, you had to have a membership. It was the only place to get alcohol. Yeah. So yeah. So now uh, the cantina... Yep. is the only other place in Disneyland. Yeah. Now, now California Adventure, you can, wow. Yeah. I mean, you, you can get, you can get snockered. And There's just, bars all over the place. Bar everywhere. And especially the Food and Wine Festival, yeah. you can really get, which is why I think that it might be uh, my favorite park. But <laughs> there, were, there was talk about bringing alcohol like it was in California Adventure because they're making a lot of money. To Disneyland, yeah. has there been any more movement on? No, that? I don't think. I think that they kind of eased that into having the Ogus Cantina. I think they're thinking about it. Here's what it was really interesting. What happened? It was Disneyland Paris. Yes. When they opened up Disneyland Paris, mm. uh, in their culture there, you know, wine is very prevalent. Yes. They didn't allow alcohol when Disneyland Paris first opened Which up. Which was a mistake. It was a huge mistake, <laughs> and the, uh, a lot of people says, "Hey, you're you're bashing. You're trying to whitewash American culture, not let us have a drinks." So they ended up allowing uh, wine into uh, Disneyland Paris, and they realized, "Oh, it works. It's fine." And that's that allowed Disney California Adventure to have it, and so then they wanted to have it at Disneyland, and they're they kind of eked it into uh, August Cantina, which is interesting because a lot of people. Who, Disney aficionados, people love Disney. A lot of them don't really count Star Wars or Galaxy Edge as part of Disneyland, even mm -hmm. though it is part of Disneyland. Really? They think of Disneyland as like Fantasyland, Tomorrowland, Adventureland. And they're like, oh yeah, there is Star Wars area. So I think that's how Disney kind of did that with keeping their aesthetics of what they've got going Do on. Do people feel that same way about like Pandora in Disney World? No, because Pandora is in it's in their an, animal it's in kingdom. Animal Kingdom, uh, and so that's how they kind of they kind of have it's Animal Kingdoms, and the attraction they have is you're riding a, the Banshee, or they call it an Ikor, and just, you you can ride that, yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's like an animal, even though it's like a you know okay. whatever. Okay. You could open Club uh, Club Obi Wan in Adventureland. That would fit. Oh, perfectly. oh yes. my gosh! Yeah, Temple Doom. You have your 1930s oh. style. Now uh, we want Dax's diner. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to. Thank you, guys. By the way. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, Batman '89 starting here in about ten minutes for uh, mm. the Geek Show Saturday matinee. And uh, thank you for picking it. We we saw how excited you were about uh, Keaton being back in uh, yeah. the new Flash movie, and so uh-huh. we thought it makes sense. Let's let's just throw it up. Uh, now next time, uh, there, there's voting. Has it been decided yet? Do we know? Okay, you're still allowed to vote. It's a choice, and it's, it's a re- literal face-off at this and, point. And it's and it, it's Rebecca's fault. Yeah, it's my birthday month in April, and so I get to make all final decisions. Um, <laughs> Wait, whoa, wow, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the choices are Face Off or Con Air. So place your Oof. votes. I said, why not a double feature? But they were like, we have to be out of here by a certain time. Well, play them. <laughs> Just play them faster. Start earlier? Uh, we already get complaints this about how fun. early we start. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Batman 89, um, uh, Lee knows this movie very well, apparently. How did you do that in one day? I, I, I was unemployed. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was I'll the one it. day that he was unemployed. I was, I was, oh, no, I was, uh, I was unemployed and beautiful. So <laughs> um, I, could, I could just say, hi, I really want in to In a galaxy it. far, far away. <laughs> well, long, long ago, definitely. Long, long but, ago. Uh, yeah, I just I just remember being able to bat my eyes and say I really need to see Batman. So you know, let's go. So here are some uh, facts about Batman '89. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Uslan, who's written a book uh, about Batman, he he has to be involved in a Batman project or it doesn't get made. Somehow he bought the rights to huh. movies and TV. Anyway, uh, he concluded that uh, Jack Nicholson was the perfect choice to play the Joker. <laughs> he was walking on air. The production finally cast him. But he was not the only actor considered for the Joker. Try to picture these actors okay. as you watch this movie Close today. your eyes. I have. Mark Hamill. No. no. Oh, well, he yes. I think in 89 he was just he a young boy. Like yeah. Three. yeah. yeah. Uh, Willem Dafoe. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't need much makeup. No. <laughs> he just looks like that. Oh, and Dafoe in 89, he was probably wearing enough makeup. True. So. Uh, James Woods, which... Yeah. Real life Joker, am I right? Yeah, exactly. Everybody. <laughs> now, here's, here's one. Brad Dourif. You probably can't picture Brad Dourif. Chucky? The guy who does the voice of Chucky, but he was... Uh, uh, what was the name of his character in... Uh, what was that? Charles Lee Ray. Charles Lee Ray? In, that's his name in Chucky. In Chucky? Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll move on. Uh, here's, now, here's two interesting ones. The first one, as much of a fan as I am of David Bowie, I don't know if it would have been a good idea. Amazing. No, my man's got to be the Riddler. Exactly. I think yeah. there are better places for David Bowie than, mm. than the Joker. He but, is Jareth, and that is all. But apparently... Maxi Zeus, come on. Oh, perfect. Um, Robin, Robin Williams really, really wanted the part. They, oh. well, they, they know wanted they did. Riddler, too. They actually... He got angry. Because Jack Nicholson came first, but he didn't accept the role, so they went to Robin Williams, and they asked him, and he said yes. Mm-hmm. And then they went back to Jack Nicholson and says, oh, Robin Williams is going to take the role. And so then Jack Nicholson's like, I want the role. And Robin Williams got so upset that he, he's like, I'm not, I won't do anything with Batman again. And he actually asked for an apology, and Warner Brothers eventually apologized to him for wow. doing that. Because they, 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 they used a bait and so switch to get Jack oh, Nicholson. So, rude. yeah. That yeah. Yeah. is rude. That is rude. All right. Uh, Robin. Not in this movie, 
might have been. Mm -hmm. uh, the character of Robin was ultimately scrapped from this movie because it didn't feel like there was room for him. Uh, he didn't appear in earlier drafts of the, he did appear in early drafts of the script, and at one point the producers considered casting one of the Corys. No, no, this is good. <laughs> no. One he, of the Corys. I, he was nineteen at the time, so you think of that. He was nineteen. It was, it was one of the Wayans. No, nope. no, that Ed, was the second movie. Eddie Murphy. Really? Oh. It's Robin. Oh, I mean, he was a, he was a youngster at the time. I heard it was, it was Keanu Reeves, uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland was also. Yeah, and he was 19, and he, he said he regretted it because he turned it down because he thought it was going to be like a campy, funny thing. Mm -hmm. And so he ended up turning it down, and he was like, oh, I made a mistake on that. Tim Burton's notoriously on record as saying that he scrapped Robin because he didn't want to explain the Fredericks of Hollywood scene where they went and got the classic Robin costume. Mm -hmm. And he was instrumental in the redesign of Robin's now costume because ah. they wanted to use Robin eventually. Uh, let's see. Here's another one. The Joker wasn't always going to kill Batman's parents. Uh, in the final film, Jack Napier, we discover mm -hmm. it was the, the Joker kills uh, Batman's parents. What? I know, right? <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and uh, it is a twist that uh, a lot of comic book fans don't like. Because um, it's wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Whoa. I just, I just, I didn't like That's the song. I didn't like the slow-mo they used when Martha's pearls hit the alley because there's so many other t ways that you could slow-mo that as we've seen in every other Batman movie. <laughs> now, uh, Sam Hamm, who's one of the guys who uh, helped with the script, he said, that's something that uh, Tim Burton had wanted from early on and I had a bunch of arguments with him and wound up uh, talking him out of it for as long as I could on the script. But once the script went into production, there was a writer's strike underway. I wasn't able to be with the production, and so Tim said, yes, the Joker will kill the parents. Mm. There you go. Mm. Uh, the climactic scene was written midway through the shooting. You know, it ends on, on the bell tower Yeah. at, mm -hmm. at the end. Spoiler. I, is, what? Is anyone here seeing this for the first time? I didn't think so. Okay, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, a little hand, Tim. And Lee, was, it, was it one? You? Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, though much of the film still derived from Ham's script, rewrites continued to happen during shooting. One of them involved the final confrontation between Batman and the Joker, according to uh, Robert Wall, who's in the movie. Uh, the climax was inspired by Jack Nicholson and John Peters when they went to see a production of Phantom of the Opera midway mm -hmm. through filming and watched as the Phantom made his final stand on a tower, and they said, we should do that. Mm. So that's, that's how that happened. Here's a good one. Do you know what the most difficult scene for them to film was? What? You want to think about it. It's the part where uh, Jack Nicholson has the makeup on, and then he has the, the skin color makeup on, and then to have them wipe that off and not reveal the skin. Mm -hmm. That was the hardest scene for them to shoot, because when he was wiping off the makeup, he couldn't wipe off the second layer of makeup. Oh. And they kept having to do it over and over and over again, because it kept, it kept taking the wrong makeup and off. And you couldn't CGI it. Yeah. yeah. No. So that was the yeah. they said that was the most difficult scene for them to film over and over and over again. Yeah. There was there was no CGI then. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, the film's marketing was so affected it inspired real life crimes. What? <laughs> How exciting! Wow. By Any the, details? Yeah. By <laughs> the time Batman was actually on its way to release, it became a phenomenon, and the marketing for the film inspired a frenzy among fans. People were buying tickets to other films just to see the first trailer, mm -hmm. selling bootleg copies of the early footage. <laughs> The poster featuring the logo, you know, the iconic logo was yeah. so popular that people were breaking into bus stations to steal it. Oh, wow. Hardly a crime. In Burbank, <laughs> I, was, I was living in Burbank the, a little bit before this happened, and uh, before the movie came out, and there was a, across the street from the Warner Brothers lot, a Batman logo that was on, they had this huge billboard across the street from the Warner Brothers lot. And I'd say 
you know, easily four times the size of a regular billboard. And that billboard was causing accidents because people were getting out of their cars to get their pictures taken in front of it. And of course, you can just get out and take a selfie, right? So, um, yeah, people were causing traffic problems because they were getting out and getting your picture taken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just remember in, in 89, that logo was everywhere. It it's was. Great. There's also something cool trivia about this. That's the same summer that uh, the movie The Abyss came out. Yes. And The Abyss did a marketing campaign. It's never been done before. They would interview people and they would say like, oh, I like this movie better than Batman. They were saying that in their commercials. And it ended up backfiring because then people who were diehard Batman fans are like, oh, yeah, well, I'm never going to go see the abyss over that. Oh. So they, uh, wow. Yeah, but it's the only time that uh, Hollywood has done that where they mention another movie to try to help market their movie. I haven't thought of oh. the abyss in a while. It's a movie that induces my fear of drowning. This was yeah. uh, Batman was also the first movie I remember seeing large scale nerd rage. Like we had some with Worf when Next Gen started because people were like, can't help cling on on the bridge. But when this came out, people were freaking out because Michael Keaton was only known for comedy. Mm -hmm. For oh, yeah. they were like, "No, I don't yeah. want to see Batman as Mr. Mom." And there was literal nerd outrage, but no internet to voice it on. So they'd be like, well, "Probably a lot quieter." No, the letters column in Starlog magazine for months <laughs> was just lit. Or, or at your local comic book store. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't even make Mr. Yeah, Mom. Michael Keaton, Mr. <laughs> Mom. You know, what are you gonna do? Because you remember the the, the furor over um, uh, the Joker uh, casting with, uh, with Heath, Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was all upset about Heath Ledger being the Joker, and I was just like, "Give the guy a chance." Yeah. Hey, my favorite Joker, but it was internet time, and yeah. so every, it was all internet the, time. All the nerds could be outraged. Something fun though, when we watch this movie, and I think it's around the thirteen to fifteen minute mark, you're gonna see uh, Knox. He's a reporter, and he holds up a drawing of Batman in a pinstripe suit. If you look in the corner, Bob Kane actually did that, and it's signed by Bob Kane. He's the he's the co-creator of Batman, so that's an original artwork from that. It was one of the first concept sketches for Batman, and they they got permission to use that. So you'll see that in today's movie. Oh, that's cool. really sweet. Mm -hmm. And Chris has that framed in his house. <laughs> <laughs> I right don't, now. but I wish I did. Yeah. Uh, well, I I say uh, with uh, without further, let's start the movie. Thank you all for coming. Thank you all. Thanks to our guests. Chris Provost, yeah. Jimmy Santangelo, WineAcademyOfUtah.com for Jimmy, and Provost Park Pass yep. for Chris Provost. Yeah. And we'll uh, see you around the quad all. Thank you all. Goodbye. Bye.